0: Welcome, welcome, guys, to the very first show. I'm kind of really excited. It took me a while to get it together for you guys who've been following me on social media. But welcome to Convos with TK, where we have a chit-chat with some of the most interesting people in the world. And today is no exception. He's been in the radio industry for over 25 years and making hit radio shows. And he is the man behind the curtain for Big Boy's Neighborhood on Real 92.3. He's one of my mentors, which I'm very thankful for. Please welcome executive producer Jason Ryan are you doing?
1: I'm fantastic. Wow. What a buildup. I was looking I mean, around to see who you were talking about. And I was, like, I was like, wait, who, me?
0: You, of course. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's not funny, but I think a lot of people, um, who are not really versed in the radio industry, they just think that there's just like one person or maybe, you know, whoever they hear on the mic, but there's way more stuff that's involved. Um, So can you break down what exactly an executive producer is? Because I think a lot of people get confused.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's a, uh, I'll give you my definition, but uh, understand also that, you know, company by company, market by market, show by show, it can mean something completely different. Uh, I mean, there are people that I know that had an executive uh, producer title that doesn't match what I do, but anyway... For me, um, I run most everything that has to do with Big Boy. So if you know Big Boy from uh, the Los Angeles radio show, Real 92.3, iHeartMedia, back in the day, uh, our show was on uh, Power 106. It's been nationally syndicated for uh, many, many years as well. You can hear it on apps. You can hear it on radiobigboy.com. Virtually anything that you see or hear that has to do with Big Boy audio or video is it, it goes through my hands. So for me, executive producer is a very wide ranging title. Um, you know, I, I, I there, there, there are just a couple, uh, you know, parts of his business uh, that, uh, that I don't um, oversee, but uh, yeah, it's, it's basically watching over the entire empire and uh, making sure it's being represented right, making sure it's being sold right. Uh, marketed right, uh, all of that, and uh, and it's and it's a huge, huge team to to to, you know to to oversee for sure.
0: That yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot more than I knew.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's that, that's that's why that's why EP doesn't really fit anymore. You know, so ben, yeah. we, we we call ourselves business partners. So I mean, it's it's okay. You know, for 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 iHeart's purposes, I'm an executive producer because I am the showrunner that makes sure that they have a hit show every day. Uh, but for big, we're, you know, we're producing partners, we're business partners because there's so much more than, than just the iHeart show. So there's, there's a lot. yeah.
0: So let's talk about like how you talked about a hit show. So big boy has been around for a while. Um, yeah. You know, for folks who don't know them, you've got to have been living under a rock. Like what, how did you curate or how did it become a hit show? Like what, is, is there like certain steps that you took or was it the luck of the draw or how did that work out?
1: Yes, yes and yes. Um, all of those things are true. So um, I met Big in, in 1998 and uh, at that moment he had been doing mornings for about six months um, at our previous station. Um, And uh, the morning show wasn't doing that well. So he inherited a morning show that wasn't doing that well. And in the first six months, it hadn't really uh, taken off either. So in those days, in 1998, uh, Power 106 was not the destination in mornings. It just wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we were having to really change people's behaviors, which is a tall task. Uh, You know, people are used to uh, hip hop mostly, in afternoons and evenings, again right. back then, uh, mm-hmm. there was not another hip hop show in town. Uh, you know that was the only station, and there wasn't. And also in those days, there there wasn't a lot of song sharing. So to, in today's standards, we're filming this in the very end of 2021. You know, you might hear The Weekend on a pop station. You might hear The Weekend on a uh, uh, on a smooth jazz, almost R and B yep. station. And you'll hear him on a hip hop station. That didn't happen as much back in the day. Music was very, very segregated, uh, not to sound racial, but just it's very separated by genre. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. You didn't share music with a lot of people. So we were the only hip hop morning show uh, really at that point. Um, and yeah, so it's like it. Um, Big boy had already worked for several years, you know, uh, in afternoons and nights. He did very well there, L.A., you know, uh, embraced him very quickly. He's just so damn funny. Can we curse on here? Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we can. We can? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I, I don't know who <laughs> the audience is. Um, in my <laughs> world, I'm like, don't curse! Uh, oh, no, it's, you <laughs> know, I, I kind of feel
0: like be, be who you are.
1: We want to hear it all. Well, I like to ask the rules first. But anyway, big so fucking funny <laughs> that, that um, you know, it was great coming in uh, and he already had a really strong sense of self. So it's mm-hmm. like we, you know, we, we, we created this culture and we created this field together where I didn't teach him hip hop and he didn't teach me structure and marketing. So, you know, by this point, I already had my master's in marketing. I had been a teacher, not exactly sounding like, you know, the wait, perfect background wait. for uh, hip hop. but You were a teacher? Yeah, see, you know. Fire, 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 your research person.
0: (laughs) You have, oh my, that, that, that makes a lot of sense in how you interact
1: with people. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at it in reverse all the way back, it's genius, right? Because it's like I teach people on a daily basis how to be their best possible personalities. I coach talent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's the teaching part and the marketing part. I mean, I, I market a huge brand. So, um, it all makes sense but that's i I didn't go to school saying i'm gonna run the biggest hip-hop brand in the west coast that's not that's not how it how it started in my mind um
0: wow that's crazy okay so in applying it to well let's go let's go back to the main question how this all started um so the thing with radio is they've been saying did i not answer
1: any of that (laughs) no
0: no, you did. But how how it all started, how like you became the first guest on the show is because the reason I created the show is to like talk to really interesting people, not necessarily about like one specific thing. They're just so like interesting people have a lot of different things going on. And um, for you, it's just kind of one of those things where a lot of people have been saying since like I was in school that radio is dying and that was, you know, you know, we're, we're approaching like (laughs) 10 years now. Right. So, and it's, it's still evolving, you know, it's, you know, it's evolving and it's changing. Mm -hmm. So do you think radio is dying or do you like, what do you think, where do you think radio is going to end up?
1: Um... Okay, well, let's take the first one uh, to start, is Radio Dying. I've heard the same things, um, you know, from when I started my career, which was a long, long time ago. Uh, Clearly, it's false. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, it depends who you are. So I'm going to nuance the answer a little bit here. So there was a time when all markets, you know, different cities and areas are called markets in radio. So it's like you work for a market. Los Angeles market covers... Los Angeles up to like you know Lancaster all the way out to Oxnard almost out to Palm Springs and as far down as Orange County. Orange County doesn't mm-hmm. have its own market. So that's a market, right? And when you work in these markets, used to be that all the markets were different. You didn't have people working in multiple cities. So over time what has happened is um not to be insulting to the people who used to do it, but like you know, the C and D level shows all got canned because mm-hmm. companies figured out, oh wait, if I'm paying X amount of dollars to Rick D's or Big Boy or um, I can't remember if Kevin and Bean were ever uh, syndicated, but but when you could put on better talent to do multiple shows in multiple markets. It did get a lot of the mediocre shows fired, and it was, and it, and it's never nice. It's never a good thing when people get let go. It's, it's upsetting. Right. So to those people, radio's dying because it's not local anymore, and it's not real. You know, people that know, you know, Tuscaloosa back and forth. So, people could have that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that people. Uh, I don't think that radio markets itself well enough as an industry. Individual stations can do a fantastic job of, of marketing themselves. Uh, but as an industry, radio just kind of let this happen, which I think is horseshit. It's like mm. all the money that went into Sirius XM and all the hoopla of, of Howard Stern leaving and going there. And, you know, and then the beginning, it was Howard and Oprah and Martha Stewart and everybody went there. Well, then you don't hear about any of them anymore. You only hear about Howard now. And it's a great show. Howard is, is a fucking genius. Don't get me wrong. But um, but for a lot of people, they hear about Sirius, they hear about um, Pandora and, you know, Apple Music and even iHeart mm-hmm. its own app, you know, that, that we have and, and, and all of these other companies. And so there's this mindset of like, oh, my God, I've got 100 different choices now. And so, you know, oh, radio, like who listens to that? Well, the truth is, is that 95% of people still have a radio in their car. They don't all have, uh, you know, access to Sirius. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't want to pay Mm -hmm. for it. Um, You know, not everybody has easy access or uses Pandora, you know, or or, uh, Spotify in their car. Um, So the reality is, is that because radio is what people have known, It still has, I mean, the biggest footprint out of anybody and it's not being chipped away. You look at ratings, ratings for, uh, you know, satellite or for Pandora, things like that. I mean, they're crumbs and I'm not saying that to be a dick. It's just the truth. It's like those shows don't add up, uh, Mm -hmm. to, to make any truth to the statement of saying radio is dying. Now. Sure. Things are done. I, ju- I just had uh, this conversation with my girlfriend yesterday. I remember in Los Angeles at the peak of just, oh God, radio. Oh my God. The station that was called the beat in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. huge station. It was a huge competitor for uh, us when we were at uh, power one six um, at its height, that station sold for $500 million. Okay. It changed hands. half a billion dollars okay you i I can't remember the year so excuse me but we'll say around 2000 let's just say Mm -hmm. um you fast forward and in 2018 2019 somewhere in there when power 106 as the company that we knew went out of business after we left that station sold for about 85 million. Power 106, the brand that everyone in Los Angeles knows, still knows to this day, a 30 year old mm-hmm. powerhouse, excuse the pun of a brand, uh, sold for 20, less than 20% of the value of, you know, what it was, you know, years before. So I don't feel that everybody's wanting to get into the, uh, the radio business anymore. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that there's no value there. And, and also, I mean, we all eat and we all eat pretty good. We, we make good livings, you know, uh, when, when you still are part of a powerful brand. I, I'm right. sure there are a lot of folks on the smaller side um, that would see it differently. But yeah, I mean, shit, how many years has Seacrest been making gazillions of dollars and, and, and employing a lot of people? And being all yeah. across the country. Our show does that. Howard Stern show does that. The Woody show does that. Ellen Kay, when she took over Mornings in Los Angeles, huge. Elvis Duran, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. So there's less players, but they're all bigger fish.
0: Okay. So now you being, you know, seeing it all or seeing seen a lot of it, how would – and say somebody wants to get into the radio industry. Cause I still know a lot of people who like, that's, that's their, that's the goal. Um, yeah. What, what would be your suggestion?
1: On, on how to get in the radio industry.
0: Yeah. How to get to in the, how to get in the radio industry and it succeed. Cause you can get in, but you know, that's a whole <laughs> succeeding is a well, whole nother beast. How long, <laughs> how much time do you have
1: for this episode? <laughs> well, I'll put it, I'll put it this way because uh, my advice hasn't changed. I've been asked this question a lot over the years. Big Boy, of course, has been asked it. He's the face, you know. But uh, a lot of uh, college uh, uh, campuses that have, you know, like broadcasting, um, uh, you know, classes and degrees, one of the requirements was to go interview somebody in the industry. So Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of interviews over time and, and, and get similar questions like this, to which I say, uh in order to succeed, you have to have incredible talent, you have to have drive, you have to be in the right place at the right time you uh, you have to you know know someone uh, and just even those four stars all have to perfectly align at the right time. It's hard. it's hard as shit mm-hmm. um because you could work for years and years and years and you know still just be like, you know, clawing. It's very, very hard. That's why when I just said, you know, some of the brands that I named, I mean, I stopped at about six, but in Los Angeles alone, there's 82 radio stations on terrestrial radio. I can't name 15 shows, let alone 80. Uh, And then you multiply that, you know, by city. So, Uh, I'm far from a Debbie Downer, but uh, it's tough as shit. And so um, I think that uh, if you have talent and you're really passionate for radio, great. Find other people with a like minded cause uh, like myself or others that get it, have done it, know how it really works. Not to be insulting to our teachers and people like that, but. Learning in a classroom doesn't mean squat compared to the actual experience. And beyond checking all the boxes of, of having all the things right of what a radio station or what a, a you know, conglomerate, a, what a syndicator may need, um, mm-hmm. you also have to learn politics. Oh. If you don't understand how an office works, if you don't, well, look, look who I'm telling right. <laughs> if, um, you you got to learn how to play the game, and uh, I'm not talking Harvey Weinstein shit. I'm just I just mean like you got you have to learn how the place runs and and mm-hmm. who's in charge, how it works. You know, sometimes you know. Well, I, I'll leave it at that. I mean, you, you know, you, it's it's um it's a it's a tough 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 gig. Uh, yeah, but I it's like- but 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 you've got to start with being the best goddamn talent that's doing something different Mm -hmm. that we haven't heard, because if you just have a nice voice, that shit stopped 20 years ago, or maybe you could go work at, you know, the wave. If you've got a really great voice and you up next, it's (laughs) Maxwell. Like there might still be like a little place for that, but, but, but for what we do, It's about personality radio. It's about people that get you to stay listening, not just because you can intro a song. Like that's not that unique a talent.
0: So for you in your partnership with Big Boy, is it about seeing uh, like forward Mm -hmm. thinking, like you know seeing stuff three months, six months, a year out, and kind of planning according to that, or like you know you, you like you said in the very beginning, all the stuff that you do. Like, is that the main thing? And then kind of going
1: backwards? You're saying see that far ahead as far as like content or talent or what do you? What yeah, do you...
0: Con- content as far as uh, big boys neighborhood and essentially all the other businesses that you guys have together.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I mean, content has to be forward looking. And, and I think that, you know, for us specifically, so we're, we're a mature brand. We've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um so it's our challenge to keep the people happy that know the show love big. I mean, the verdict's in: the world loves big boy. Wonderful. Yeah. I don't have to start over on convincing people how great he is or how funny he is. Mm-hmm. That's already established. Wonderful. That makes my job easier. Right. Uh, but. I I also have to consistently challenge ourselves, including big, including the rest of our team that, well, do you eat at In-N-Out every single day? Do you go to hometown buffet every single day? Well, maybe you're tired of the fucking meatloaf. So Mm -hmm. we have to continually keep people happy with what they love, but also keep evolving because if they've heard the same storyline or the same joke on our show, well, what's next enough. Like anybody, any show that you watch, like I'm a huge fan of uh curb, your enthusiasm. I don't know if you watch that show with Larry. I David. do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's on his 11th season. There are seasons when I watch that show and I'm like, he's mailing it in and easy, easy for me to say, tell Larry, right. David. he can go, he can, he's like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. He can, dive and bathe in his hundred dollar bills, you know, in a, in a fricking vault. Uh, but that those are all things that I watch. And, and, and again, my friends and, and, and family, uh, you know, I know I bug them sometimes because when I'm watching content, I'm constantly like talking about how it was done, how it was produced, where they cut corners, what they got right, you know, when, when it's right too. But, um, that's always my concern, is losing relevance or um, becoming stale. And 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 I'll tell you what, when you've been doing things for a long time, it it's easy to do. I've watched yeah. it happen to the best of them. You know, I there there's talents that I absolutely admired and still admire to this day, and watched it, and I watched them just get a little too. Stuck on themselves, maybe a little too rich, a little too out of touch. And they're not on the air anymore, you know? So it's like you, you really have to, you really have to do, I, I don't, wouldn't even say every three months. I mean, it's like every, ask my staff every week, I'm beating the table of like, what else? What else? We've got to keep this ball moving. Otherwise, it's not interesting.
0: And with that being said, we have like the onset of podcasts and social media and like a lot of stuff that, um, wasn't around when you guys essentially started. So how, how do you incorporate that, incorporate that into, you know, the brand?
1: Sure. So, uh, all of those things are for us. Well, let me just answer it straight. So, uh, we... Do all of that because it's it's our job to find people where they are. Not mm-hmm. it's not just you make an appointment to be on Real ninety two three at seven ten because you're going to hear a funny phone tap from Big Boy and Luther Luffay. That marketing used to work, right. but now you know people have more than one choice. Well, they have a, a lot more than one choice then too. But I just mean they have more choices in media, not just in mm-hmm. shows, right? So you know. If we get up in the morning and somebody is brushing their teeth, drying their hair, getting the kids ready, cooking breakfast, throwing a Pop-Tart in the toaster before they get out the door, we can't assume that they are hanging by our every word and hearing every part of a story that we're trying to tell or a joke or whatever it may be or or a piece of a guest interview. So uh, people have now, I feel, the best possible ways to still embrace their favorite shows, which is mm-hmm. our show, for example, puts out the entire show in the afternoon online. So if you missed it in the morning, our promos tell you, well, come back and listen to the full show podcast in the afternoon, radiobigboy.com. If you're a big fan, boom, you can listen to it. And even there you can fast forward and cut through the parts, you know, that, that you don't mm-hmm. have to listen to the commercials perhaps. Right. Uh, So there's that. There's uh, there's YouTube, which, you know, we're very active on. There's TikTok. There's Instagram. There's all of all of these different places where we need to be present with our audience so that they don't fall in love. You know, it's like, how do you keep your mate? Right. It's the same way. How do you keep your audience? You still want them to love you. You still want them to pick you as number one. Um, And. The, the, the joy about it is, is that there's so many different, you know, ways to still reach our audience uh, that are new, you know, which which right. is great. But I also warn shows to be careful uh, of knowing what you're chasing, because, you know, you could invest a lot of money in a digital team. But if your on air numbers slide, who gives a shit? We get paid by ears, not eyes to start. And I Mm -hmm. have to remind my staff of this often as well. Okay, so the radio show that's live every day, that show is our number one. That's the big stage. So that is our number one priority. And then from there, everything else happens. Not the other way around. Not, oh, we got 100,000 views on Instagram. Who cares? We didn't get paid one fucking penny for that. Who cares? Uh, don't get me wrong. A hundred thousand. That's wonderful. Right. Right. But it doesn't move the checkbook. And at the end of the year, when everybody looks around and is like, what about me? Can I get promoted? Can I get a raise? Blah, blah, blah. Well, what? What? How did we put more money on the books? We don't get all of these things that people get. It, it, it's like um, there was that dog in the movie uh, uh, Up where he gets distracted and he's talking and he's like squirrel, right? Like Mm -hmm. people get so distracted with all of these social media places. And and it's great, good for those handles, but not the best for us. They have to be seen, uh, today they have to be seen as supports, but not the pillars. The pillar of radio is still radio. You have to put out a kick-ass fucking show every day, and then the rest. Trickle down. Number one. Number one has to be the on-air by far.
0: Yeah. You can apply that to everything. It's kind of like crazy when you even think about, you know, people with, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. You know, they they get the podcast, but then they don't perfect, you know, the content of the podcast, but they want to look at everything else. So, I mean, that could be sage advice for pretty much anything. So definitely – Y'all listen, listen to, listen to the guru speak. Just, just saying, just saying no, now
1: just just, 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 just a guy that had some good ideas and got lucky. Not
0: oh my guy. gosh. That's so not true. So for y'all who don't now have to give like the back. The, so I used to work at the iHeartRadio and that's how I met Jason. And the reason why um, I call him my mentor is because you always just give so much great information of just about life in general. So not just like and, they, and it makes sense because, you know, some people give, give you advice and you're just kind of like, I don't know, that, that sounds a little bit emotional. Um, you're very like, OK, this makes <laughs> this makes sense. You might you not always like tell the doing. quality of
1: advice by the tone of voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but not even that. Some people, they make it because it's like emotional. Well, who gives what they like? You know what I'm saying? It's just like you've been consistent throughout since I've known you. And, you know, you've never given me advice where it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's totally off the other side. It just makes sense for the person you're giving it
1: to. So that's what I'm saying. You know, guru. I try I I try my best. And while you also have met me, you know, after a lot of time, you know, if you would have met me at the very beginning, maybe my advice wouldn't have been as, as good, perhaps. But, you know. Okay. Well, I've seen I've 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 seen a lot. So I'm and I'm happy to share. I feel, you know, the the thing that is weird to me sometimes is that uh, it used to be, depending on the personalities and the the radio uh, companies, you know, radio used to be pretty cutthroat. And there was fairly competitive. And if you liked this show, you had to hate this show. And mm-hmm. I remember when I, ver- for the first radio station I ever worked at was, was Kiss FM in Los Angeles. And this is, Kiss FM by today's standard is a, is a diamond. It's a monolith. It's, it's unbelievable. Right. But when I worked there, it was not the cool station. It was not the station that people liked. I mean, they, people would throw stuff at us at the bands and stuff. It was not loved. Oh, wow. So But what I've learned over all this time, guess what? I'm still working and Kiss FM is kicking ass more than it ever has, right? And, you know, there's room for everyone to eat. And so that's one of the things that I try to remind people of, too. Like, it's not a war. It's Mm -hmm. not, I mean, keep, keep, you know, whatever you think you need to do to get ahead, whether it's radio, whether it's something else that you do, Keep your integrity of, you know, what you do as yourself, because at the end of the day, when you lose your job and we will all lose our jobs one day, we all Mm -hmm. are working for somebody. Right. Uh, Or the audit where even if you're not working for a boss, you're working for the listeners. And at some point, Mm -hmm. we're all going to lose it. What do you go back to after that? If you've burned bridges and you're just a jackass to everybody and whatever, like, that's, that's that's not a good outlook. So that's why I feel there's room for everyone to eat. And and if 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 the Woody Show is beating us, you know, but we're friends in the hallway. And mm-hmm. if 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 Seacrest is is you know making this show you know better because they're learning things from it, or you know what, whatever it, it may be, um, I think it's really important to to remember that that through all of these. Choices and, and passions that people have. Just be authentic and and you know, don't, don't don't come in with a knife like 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 just you know like win on your merits because you can. Yeah. I, def- it's, <laughs> I it's definitely. It's hard work, agree. but you can. It. Uh, I maybe one day I'll tell stories. It's just crazy.
0: Um. So now. What a what a said- tease that was. I know, right? I don't, this is where don't this is it. this
1: is where you cut to commercial with that killer teaser. <laughs>
0: um so now you you've kind of set up a lot of big interviews. Is there anybody like, you know, taking out the ratings like you would love to see interviewed by Big Boy?
1: That we haven't done?
0: That you haven't done.
1: Okay. Uh Gosh, I mean, I am such a um, – I, I mean, I love our show as it is. I am a huge, you know, fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would love to see Big in a Room with Jim Carrey, you know. Um, I think we had Jim Carrey on for just a blink many, mm-hmm. many years ago from a red carpet, which doesn't really count, but he was on the show. Um, yeah. What about Eddie? Has Eddie been on Eddie Murphy? Gosh, you know they promised us Eddie when they did uh, *Coming to America* two, and it didn't happen. I didn't believe it uh, because he just doesn't do much, you know. Um, Eddie would be great, you know. Eddie Eddie did a really great interview with um, Seinfeld on his uh, *Comedians with Cars Getting Coffee*. I I love Mm -hmm. that show. Um, I mean, he's been gone too long, but I I would have loved if Robin Williams was on our show. Um, I heard Robin Williams on Rick Deese when I was a kid Mm -hmm. promoting good morning, Vietnam. I don't even know what year that was, but it was a long fucking time ago. I mean, it was just electrifying of just that energy. And it was so much, you know, fun. Uh, Robin would have been great. Um, Gosh, that's a hard question because it's a really small pond of who we haven't had. Right. Um m- musically, I mean, we have and will continue to probably get damn near everybody, unless for some right. reason they don't want to do interviews. But um yeah, I I I there's there's some comedians and, and some folks that I, I would have loved to seen come through mm-hmm. though too, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I like it. Now thinking of your time in radio, um, is there a moment, this is a two part question. There's a mo like the Mm. most memorable moment in of your radio career and the most memorable learning lesson of your radio career.
1: (sighs) That um, God see I'm so analytical, it's tough for me to answer an emotional question quickly because I'm trying to now like go through my head and like really, really analyze the the answer. Um, Let me start with the uh, let me start with the lesson. Okay. I told this story the other day when I was working out. So many years ago, we had a phone interview with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back when Halloween was her comeback, like the first time, which was mm-hmm. 1998, 1999, whenever that Halloween movie came out. Then we're on remote. So add to the variables of what could go wrong. We're not in the studio. We're not running our own equipment. Someone's on the phone from somewhere else, right? We've got somebody running the board. And then they they tell me, you know, off air through the equipment, like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is on, is ready. I said, okay, great. I said, uh, we've still got a few minutes while we're waiting. Uh, have her read a couple of the liners. Yeah, there's Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, uh, the only hip hop morning show, but, you know, whatever the liner was. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the person misconstrued what I said and came back and said, oh, she's really upset because it's like you're calling her a man. And I said, wait, what? What the what? (laughs) And so apparently I didn't know this, but apparently there was some rumor that she was like a hermaphrodite or something. I have no knowledge of that. I had no, there was no joke. I was not trying to be funny. There, like, I knew nothing about it, right? But this person who did not work with us uh, very much longer after this, uh, you know, like took some weird thing that they, d- and, and wrecked a relationship, right? And I mean, I'm glad that Jamie Lee Curtis, no offense, uh, isn't like Drake. That was like it would be like a relationship like, oh, God, like that would be career ending, you know, if you fuck mm-hmm. up that relationship. Right. But the lesson I learned in there, too, is, is, you know, like I. I really needed to be careful moving forward on who I trust and remembering that not everyone even if they smile to your face have the same agenda as you so the lesson definitely it wasn't backbreaking it didn't you know wreck it didn't wreck anything for the show it mm-hmm. did wreck our relationship with this gentleman um and yeah i mean so it was it was a huge lesson of like like wow this guy pulled some stupid shit and was like, really trying to like, I don't know what he, I still don't know fully what he was trying to do. It was like some power play he was trying to make or something. I mean, it didn't work, but it was just, uh, I mean, it just, I, I was so mortified in the moment, right? but I was just like, wow, like, like what a dick.
0: (laughs) So from, so the lesson that you learned with that, how is it, how you necessarily, like, do you watch people first before you give them tasks to do, or like how, what did you kind of apply next time?
1: Sure. I mean, there's that. In, in that circumstance, it was very early in the show. So I didn't have a say in this person's role when we were out working on remotes uh, per se, but it did absolutely teach me to have a very active role in who's on the show, what they're about, uh, and, Another huge lesson of it, uh, which I still say to this day to our staff, whether you are on a phone call with us at night, whether you're on a Zoom-type recording like we're on now, whether you're just standing in a studio with all the power off, someone is always listening. So be careful what you say. We had an incident many years ago, where we were also on remote. Remotes are, the, are really a wild card. You mm-hmm. can really fuck up a lot on a remote because you're, you're distracted. And more, more often than not, you're out at a place that wants you to promote whatever it is they're doing, and you get distracted. We were at a theme park, and uh, one, of our, uh, uh, one of our people on the show had their computer plugged into the board to run news clips during news, but they were previewing, they thought they were previewing and they were watching dirty cuts of songs or our or audio. It uh-huh. went over the air and I was like, and we're at a client that is, and that this client was not at all about curse words. And I was just like, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I looked at this person. I looked at the engineer and I'm like, how did that just happen? Like, like, what did you do? So yeah, someone is always listening. So you you have to like, it goes back to the politics too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't want to be caught doing something crazy or saying something crazy, then don't say it because you can, someone can always hear you. Right. So, and especially when you're in a studio or you're on remote or you're whatever, like, man, that, that old ass phrase of the walls have ears. No, they, they have microphones.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's like with life in general with phones and it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. I'm very, yeah. I'm very careful about stuff like that. Um, so then any- well, I have,
1: I have footage of you not being that careful. So be you know. <laughs>
0: Moving on, I, is there anything? guys? Hit, guys, hit me on the <laughs> side. I'll,
1: I'll give you some TK uncensored.
0: Um, a memorable moment in radio.
1: Memorable moment. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Can get, get, um, can you quantify it, or can, can can you like make it a little more specific? Make it easier for me.
0: Okay, so to me, I mean, obviously, yeah, there are a lot of memorable moments, but for me when I've been asked this question, it's kind of like that moment where like you're floating, like everything that you've worked for kind of has come to like the head and you are at your hap, like the happiest point you could possibly be, you know, because you know, I'm saying you kind of like reach that mountaintop and there's, you know, it's all, you know, a metaphor because there's always ups and downs, but like
1: you've, it's it like all downhill from here. Is that is that, is that what you saying?
0: <laughs> there's always peaks and valleys. Go and check out that show with TK Trinidad. Um, <laughs> but there's like those those ups and downs. Like that that moment. Like for me, like one of the top moments is when like I was top. I I got to be top ten in the nation for track and field, which I never okay. imagined. So like I, I remember I remember the like the smell of the grass. Like I remember every single like moment of that day. So is there like a memorable time in radio where it's just like. Man, I'm, I, I'm. It's here.
1: I I have two. I have I have two things that popped into my head with that uh, specific. Um. I I love when we have an especially complicated show, and it goes well. That to me, as the showrunner, as the person sweating through every minute of it, like I like if you ask big or you ask my staff, like, like when we're, when we have a really intense show, that's different than our normal, you know, show, like, I am like a machine, like, like I, like I laser focused on the 10,000 things that have to go right for to pull off this show today. Right. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, I feel very proud. And I, and I'm excited that we got it right or you know mostly right and it's a hit and okay you know and then i go home and i've got a fucking migraine headache because it just like literally like i take it like really personally like um big and i have built this show and and it's it's our baby you know mm-hmm. um so that's one and i'll say another one just for selfish reasons is big so when i started on the show it was never my role to be on air it still isn't my role to be on air but i am so when things happen on the show or they need to ask dad something in the room (laughs) i'm there so you know and sometimes i i've got you know different answers right so um so we've broken that wall of just being like the 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 faceless producer, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't do it for the awards, I don't do it for the accolades, but there are those moments where just out of nowhere, Big will just go into a story about the show or me and him, or a moment of gratitude of something that went great or something like that. And it's, it's, it's just, it's very selfish, but mm-hmm. I love that too, because the, the way, it, you know, the, it doesn't do a lot for the audience. So, so even if he does that, I'll be like, okay, okay, got it. Cute, wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> because, because the show is still number one, but it's interesting because I feel like him and I as partners, like he and I have known each other and been, you know, work married, right? Longer than any, you know, like romantic relationship that we have. Like I've known him longer than he's known his wife. And obviously, you know, my girlfriend right now, like, you know, it's, it's, it, he and I have been together for a very long time. So Mm -hmm. the interesting thing about the partnership too, is that um, we, there's things that we do every day. And then there's things that we don't say every day, but like when we have those moments, it's like, yeah, I know. I love, I love you too, buddy. And, 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 and it's, it's really, well, because it's like we work, but also it's way more than that. You yeah, know? no, I get it. And it's not, and it's not about like, you know, like, Oh, what did you get me for a present? Or, you know, did you, you know, do this or that? Like it's, we know it's there, but we also know to like, look out for each other and take care of each other and not ever be complacent. Cause I mean, that's, that, that's how most relationships, you know, go south is when people, Fuck it up, or take it for granted, or you know, don't don't really, you know, speak Feel up. To they deserve so it just because the, occasional, yeah. the yeah. occasional, you know, funny joke he makes, or he throws me into something, or something like that. I like it.
0: Okay, all right, I could, yeah. I could dig it. I could dig it. Um, before we get out of here, um, I just yes. want to make mention of your YouTube channel. I don't, I really don't know how you have time um, to. Well, first off, yes. On top of doing big boy stuff, like yeah. you do a lot of other things. So, can you like list it off? So, like, or list off the stuff oh, that God. you want to list off um, as far as what you do? Cause it's like you have a lot of projects going.
1: True. Uh, well, the old phrase is if you want something done, give it to the busiest person. And I think that uh, more often than not, I am the busiest person. Um, uh, but now what's different about that is that um, I don't go looking for people to give me those. I create my own projects. Um, so I do a lot with big. I do a lot with uh, iHeart. Um And then, yeah, personally. So you started to talk about, I have uh, my own YouTube channel um, and uh, it's a uh, JRI world, which is right there on the screen. Um, and I, I, I really saw, you know, the value and, and the, the power of what we were creating socially for big. And, you know, I'm like, I really want to put something up for myself that is branded around me and mm-hmm. adventures and travels and exciting things that happen in my life around music and things like that. I, I have a, uh, it's not, it's not like the most exciting life, but I do have some really interesting things that happen and connections and, and over time I've just found, I I never was really big on like filming for myself. Mm -hmm. So a a lot of it is catching up now of, you know, the same way how I can, you know, tell my team, here's where the bit gets funny. Get to this as fast as possible. Cut this part out. Let's go. Like, that's what I do for a living. And now when I do that for myself, um, it's funny. It's funny, like putting out my own product. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot on there and it's really just a yeah, mirror of my lot life I and mean, there's stuff on there with um, my kids when they were little, there's stuff. I just had a, a son uh, who is like eight weeks old right now. And um, there's a lot of content about him. There was content up about our pregnancy and, mm-hmm. you know, my girl and I having a modern family that's very unconventional about Our relationship and living together and you know and all of that Uh, so um and then there's just straight up adventure too it's like there's trips of you know white router white water rafting and zip lining and rock climbing and all sorts of things that you know i'm not really selling anything on there i'm just showing people life and long term you know if it turns a couple dollars whatever I, I i'm on there because um i want to show people that there's a lot of stuff out there that's freaking great and i i have my own insights on it and so there's a lot of opinion on there on mm-hmm. like uh, reviews of places and stuff like that where we've been i get a lot of feedback on those because people if they've never been, I, I do a lot of international travel. So if they've never been to a certain country or they've never been and you've got five different hotels, how do you choose? And so I get a lot of people that are really grateful for the, you know, no holds barred reviews because, uh, it helps them make a decision as well, you know? Um, so there's a lot on there on JRI world YouTube and, uh, it, and it's, it's hard You you were teasing about like the time of it, but like, uh, it's a lot of fucking work. It yeah.
0: is. That's why I don't, I, don't I, I couldn't believe you edit it. I'm like, you edit it too? Like. I,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I produce film, direct, edit, post market. And I also build relationships, you know, internationally with people to help promote it. So wherever, whenever I'm, out, it's like, I make friends with people at this place, at that place, and whatever. And Mm -hmm. then when the video comes up, I'm like, Oh, the videos up, you're in it, you are here, tell your friends, but they put it up. And then all of a sudden, there's a big blow up of people watching from Costa Rica, there's a big blow up of people watching from Thailand, um, you know, Mexico, like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I I have a very worldly view of Mm -hmm. uh, life and so yeah i i like showing all sorts of different things you know there's a lot of people showing the same old shit on youtube i try to not be another one of those people i try to not be hyper repetitive of what other people are doing because it's the same methodology of what i do Mm -hmm. for radio and for television with big and it's like i i just i don't like being doing the same shit other people are doing. Like, okay, but like, come on. Let's, let's, mean, let's, let's, also, be, let's like, give people a reason.
0: Yeah, and that also speaks to, like, the longevity of, of the show. Like, mm-hmm. if you were doing the same thing and you were content with that, then you guys wouldn't be here today. So, I mean, and kudos right. to the editing part for YouTube because I was surprised when you said you did it yourself because that's a whole nother job in itself.
1: It's a so. lot. It's a lot. And that. I, like, literally... This morning, we're filming this in the middle of the day, and I got up. I always get up before my girl and our son, and I was up at six o'clock this morning, starting another episode that I got to get posted before the end of the year, and all of a sudden I look up and it's like twenty minutes before we're going to start <laughs> taping this, and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't even I haven't even taken a shower yet, like yeah, bleh, I'm just like. Is- Right, I'm just I'm, I'm just in the cavern, but I but I I love it. I I I really enjoy it too. And I, it's and not that I uh I, I, not that I didn't understand what our editors do, you know, for um, our other shows. But I I definitely respect it, and okay. I also know when when they're bullshitting because I I do it myself. So I'm like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you could have did like. That, <laughs> Oh my gosh,
0: um, last question, um, I think you kind of answered it, but as far as, you know, I, I, I to me it seems like, you know, even though, like, like you said, radio is, if radio is paying the bills, that's what you would concentrate on first, where do you see radio in the next, you know, five years, I don't see it changing much, but you can, you know, tell me different, but next 10 to
1: 20 years? Uh-huh. Well, that's a that's that that that's a hard question. I I, uh, I think that I think that radio is not going to change in five years or ten years um, much, because I think that it is it's tried and true. Like my house is right uh, a block away from an old grocery store that. I don't believe they've put a dollar in to remodel in 50 years <laughs> because it gets a lot of traffic. It's busy. It's got people mm-hmm. coming, you know, in all day, all night. It's a very poppin' location, right? So why would they? Why, why would they make it any different? Right. Radio, uh, I think that if they continue – they, we, continue to respect the audience and, you know, stay relevant, stay entertaining. I think that radio is going to live on for a very, very long time. People are used to it. People enjoy Mm -hmm. it. It may, you know, continue to evolve where maybe the rating system's in the future will be a little more accurate. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother episode of like how ratings work. I think it would blow most people's minds of how fucking Neanderthal the ratings um, apparatus is. But yeah, I mean, to say the least. And so I think that in time, I would hope there would be some technical evolution of you know, incorporating where people find you. So if somehow there's a way to, you know, count the listening from radio and Instagram and, mm-hmm. you know, our episodes up on Spotify or iHeart, you know, app. And then or, put it all you know, together. Yeah. Like, like to be more accurate of uh, how people are finding your show. I, you know, I think that there's still at this point a lot of scrambling of people trying to be everywhere for their Mm -hmm. audience, but you don't fully know who's there, how much they're enjoying it. It's just, again, I I love our industry, but it just doesn't get all of the attention it should for uh, how many people we're servicing on a daily basis. I mean, I guess... You know, like I talked about this grocery store, it's like, you know, the subway is going to be there every day. It may it may get a little rusty from time to time or it may run late, but, you know, it's going to be there. Still there. And, right. And and radio, I think, is, you know, like it's tried and true and people love it. If if. There was some shift and I, and I think this would have already happened because of the Howard Stern serious uh, move. When Howard Stern left terrestrial radio, it put a lot of people on notice, and it put Mm -hmm. a lot of people out of work because there were entire like male leaning rock or talk stations. I worked at one of them. My very first producing job was at the station Howard Stern was at. And when Howard left, those stations tried to bring in new people, and it didn't work, and they crumbled, right? So in theory, if Howard went to satellite, you know, there could have been this exodus of all the talent going to satellite and then radio would fall apart. Right. It hasn't happened. And I think Howard's been there 20 years now, roughly, something like that. God. So like, yeah, it's probably hitting there. I just think that everyone needs to, like, have their place. Radio isn't going anywhere. and And, and not in a complacent way. I mean, you know, the curb down the street isn't going anywhere, but like radio, that's why I said, as long as we continue to respect the audience, to entertain the audience, to make them feel good. Like people who know our show, Big Boy, Big Boy's Neighborhood, it's not just about the music, the hip hop. It's not about the celebrities only. People feel good. Big is the person who can make you laugh. Big is the person that can make you feel okay after we have a terrorist attack. Like Mm -hmm. he's a real person that is, you know, multifaceted and, and it's, it doesn't mean everybody is, but from my lane, you know, I know what good radio sounds like. And I, I hope that people continue to invest in that and put out good shows. It'll be around. No, there's no reason for it to go anywhere.
0: Well, there it is. Well, thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you like to plug? Like you have your YouTube, all that good stuff. Is there anything else you want to put out there?
1: No, I'm not a plugger. It's, listen to Big Boy. It's radiobigboy.com. J-R-I World is uh, my Instagram and YouTube. All good.
0: There, There it is. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I don't
1: don't get paid if more people go look at my Instagram and YouTube anyway. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. I
0: mean, not yet. (laughs) Not yet.
1: But go go, go for the enjoyment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's incredible content. Like, again, the fact that you edit all that is just kudos. Um, Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I feel like we have to do a part two because there's more questions in a second part to this that I want to get to. But, you know, to kind of
1: keep it. Keep 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 it so people are looking forward to it. Let me know when. Well, yeah, we'll do that, and or we'll do part two on my channel.
0: There it is. I like it. Is that an official invite?
1: Look at that! <gasps> look at that! Look at look, look 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 at the cross promotion. How about that?
0: That's an official invite. I mean, then we're gonna make the announcement that you're gonna be the EP for all my shows. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get there. It's. I'm putting it in the universe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for checking into the first episode of combos with TK Trinidad. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe all of that good stuff. Uh, oh my gosh. My first guest, my mentor. This is amazing. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for the invite. This, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> TK Trinidad. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hey, TK Trinidad.
2: Let's talk about it, let's talk about it